It has been a while since I had dropped a word here on my podcast. Um, these last few months have been absolutely insane. And as I was journaling this morning, just kind of thinking about these last few months and how I've grown and and what I've jumped into to to change to change the trajectory of my life, to pursue my passions, to to do something instead of being complacent. And I wrote this down and I thought, this is so good and I need to drop this word to somebody else that needs to hear this. That fear, fear can paralyze us into complacency. Fear can paralyze us into complacency. And I want to share a story from the Bible, actually, that God just really like revealed to me this morning in a very different way that I've actually never seen it revealed to me this way until this morning because it relates to my situation of where I was in and then also what I've seen in these last few months of other people that want to that want to pursue something or that are hungry for change or that want to pursue their passions but their fear of leaving their comfort is going to be is making it be greater than what lies ahead for them. And I thought about the Israelites. And I'm going to share with you the story, if you don't know, the famous Bible, even like it's a kid Bible story that is shared throughout, you know, these hundreds of years is about the Israelites being set free. Moses sets them free for the promised land. Well, these Israelites were slaves. They were slaves in Egypt. And they... The, the, the comfort of the slaves was they knew they were always going to have food. They were always going to have food. And they knew that they were always going to have a place to sleep. That was the comfort. The comfort was they were always going to have food and they had a place to sleep, but they were slaves. So God calls Moses to take them out, take them out of Egypt. Now, here's something that's interesting that never really occurred to me until today when it was like, Wow. God in all of his mightiness easily could have changed Egypt and could have changed Pharaoh, who was the mean, who was, we'll just call him the mean man, the mean leader. He could have easily changed his heart and set the Israelites free in their own land in Egypt. Like he could have been like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to change the heart of Egypt. I'm going to change Pharaoh's heart. We're going to leave the Israelites there and they're no longer going to be slaves. And I'm going to keep them there in Egypt. But he didn't do that. He pulled them out. Maybe God is calling you out, but you're saying, I need to stay. Interesting, right? He didn't change Egypt. He was taking them out of Egypt. I want to share two things that was really strong in my heart this morning. Is one, is your fear, is your fear of being complacent, your fear of losing comfort, is that greater than what God is trying to call you out into? Are you chained? Are you chained to something small, to something that is comfort. And God is trying to put something in your hands that is greater, but he's calling you out of Egypt. But you're saying, no, 
I need to stay because at least, at least here I get food and I have a place to sleep. And God's like, but you're a slave. I want you to be abundant. I want to call you into the land of, of, of a promised land that's flowing with milk and honey. But you've got to let go of your comfort in order to step into the greater. Number two is this. And this was why I, I wrote this down for myself is don't take Egypt with you. You see, a lot of times we'll get to a place where, okay, all right, I'm leaving what was and I'm, and I'm stepping into the new, right? So you take that first step of faith. Okay, I'm letting go of the comfort. I'm, I'm letting go of what was. I'm, I'm removing the chains. I'm breaking free. I'm gonna step into this new. But then you bring the Egypt you drink, you bring what I call, you bring the slavery mindset. So you step into the new thing that God has for you, but you bring Egypt with you. You didn't leave Egypt. Egypt came with you. So I'm talking to two people this morning. I want to talk to the one. Let's go back to the one that you're chained to something that's comfort and God's trying to take you out and into something new that is going to be your promised land, but you're holding on to what is comfortable and your complacency has you trapped. You need to get your faith on. See, you can't serve two masters. You can't have faith and fear. They don't work. They're the exact opposite. But the beautiful thing about faith is you can step out in faith and still have fear. And that's called courage. Courage is having, having fear, having a little bit of worry, but doing it anyways. That's courage. And all you need is 15 seconds of insane courage of saying, you know what? Staying here and with this, with this mindset, staying here with this complacency of my comfort, I don't want to be like that. So I'm going to take 15 seconds of insane courage and I'm going to step into the greater. Step into what God has for you. You you never know what is weighing on the other side unless you take the first step. So I want to encourage you if you're in that camp this morning that you've maybe you've been presented with an opportunity and and it scares you because it it seems amazing but you're stuck with, but what if I lose this little paycheck that I have? Or what if I lose my friends? Or what are people going to think about me if I step into something new and, and that's exciting? But, oh, but what are they going to say about me? Or what if, what if it doesn't work? What if I step into it and it all falls apart and then I lose all of this? The what ifs will keep you complacent every time. Here's what I would encourage you to say. What if I don't, what if I don't and I miss out of stepping in to the greater? That, my friends, should scare you more and that should make you jump. Now I want to talk to the second person. Maybe you've taken that leap. Maybe you're like, yes, Natalie, I, you're right. These last few months or you know, in these last, you know, there was, there was an opportunity that was presented to me or, you know, I, I quit my job um, and now I'm homeschooling my kids during this co- crazy quarantine time or whatever it may be. Maybe there's something that you had to take a leap of faith and step into something new that you've never done before. 
And you're like, you know what, Natalie, I did that. I, I took the step of faith and I, I quit my job and I'm doing this, or I, I quit this business to step into this new business, or I, I let go of these friends to step into these new circle of friends, whatever it may be. And you're like, yeah, I took that step of faith. I took that leap. I took that, I took that first you know, step of insane courage. But did you bring Egypt with you? Did you bring your same mindset? Did you bring your same way of thinking? Did you do your same way of doing the business that you did before into the new business opportunity that you stepped into? Did you bring your 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 gossip, your your mindset of the old friends into the new friends that God has for you? Did you bring what the job you had before in the 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 toxic environment that you were in? Did you did you bring pieces of that into the new promised land that God has for you? Because here's what happened to the Israelites. What was supposed to take, listen up, what was supposed to take the Israelites three days, three days to enter their promised land, it took them 40 years. Did you hear that? What was supposed to take them three days took 40 years. You want to know why? Because they brought Egypt with them. They were whiners, complainers. Oh, over there. Oh, my feet are tired from walking. Oh, at least in Egypt, we knew we were going to have food. And now, like, are we ever going to be able to find food? I mean, we're walking. Oh, whine and complain and whine and complain. And God was like, I want to bless you. I want to bring you into the promised land. But I can't bring you into the promised land with your mindset, with your tox, with your toxic mindset, with your with your whining and grumbling and complaining. If I bring you into the place that I have for you with the people that you are, you'll destroy the blessing. You'll destroy the blessing because you won't see it through eyes of faith. You won't see it through eyes of gratitude, because you're seeing it through the eyes of a slave. Because the slave is still in you. You see, God wants to bring you into a promised land. He wants to bring you into the greater. But a lot of times what happens is we hold ourselves back from the blessing. Because if we actually got to the place that God has for us, we would destroy it. Not because of him, but because of you, because you never changed where you were from. The environment stayed in you. It is so important that when you take that step of faith, that when you step into that new, when you walk that like, okay, I'm stepping in, I'm walking the step of faith to to go into this new place that God has for me, that you leave, that you leave the old ways behind. I want to share something personally about myself um, that brought all of this kind of up into my to my mind and really had me studying the word this morning and really digging deep about myself and just the different avenues of my life. You know, there's so many different avenues that I've done in my life um, where, you know, God has told me to go and then God has then God has released me. And I want to share a couple of stories with you. So one um, after my husband graduated from Harvard Business School, 
my husband had an amazing offers. I mean, all over. He had offers to the East Coast, offers to the West Coast. I mean, great jobs, great, incredible jobs. But we really felt in our heart that God was calling us back to Hawaii where we lived before. And my husband was like, he was struggling with that decision because Hawaii doesn't have a lot of amazing jobs for people fresh out of Harvard Business School. Um, there's just not really, that's just not really the market where Harvard Business School uh, students go after they graduate. They usually go to, you know, the East Coast and they work in the city of New York or Boston or they go to LA, you know, but they're, they don't necessarily go to Hawaii. Um, but we really felt called there. And, and so we went, um, long story short, we, we were there in that first year with unforeseen events. Um, his, one of his family members was, one of his sisters was, was in need of an, a shift and a new place to live and a fresh mindset. So we actually ended up taking her in. And in hindsight, looking back, I see why the very reason, looking back on that, that season of us living in Hawaii, I truly believe it was for that. It was for us to be able to take her in for a year and a half and to love on her and to show her God's grace and love. And it was, it was a beautiful season. Um, and it was a hard season too. <laughs> it was a hard season and a beautiful season. It was like, I called it the, it was a beautiful chaos. Um, but I learned so much in that season. And then about five years into it of living there, immediately God was like, it's, it's time to go. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's time to go. This season has come to an end. And it was like, wait, wait, I don't understand. And I didn't understand. We, we were finally making it. Um, we lived on a house. We had a house on the water. I mean, my husband had an incredible job finally that he worked his way into. He was like basically the second guy at his job. I mean, it was, it was incredible. On paper, it made no sense. Zero sense. It was like, what? Like, we're living in the promised land. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, we have to leave. I don't understand. And I told my husband, I said, one more day living here. It, it felt like we were in disobedience to what God was calling us to do. Long story short, we ended up moving in 30 days. And we moved, so fast forward, we moved there. A couple months later, our son had a medical emergency and and almost died. And it was because of our incredible medical center, Chalk, um, that was local here in Orange County. Um, they were able to catch it because the person on staff was the head of ears, nose, throat, ears, nose, throat specialist. And he caught it and was able to have an immediate surgery on my son's brain and saved his life. And I realized in that moment when he was in surgery in the middle of the night, instantly the Lord spoke to me and said, your move here saved your son. Your move saved your son. Here's the thing. When we were in Hawaii and we told a few of our friends that we were moving, they were there. They're like, you're crazy. You guys are, have an amazing job here. You have a great life. It doesn't make any sense. And I said, I'm sorry. I can't listen to your voice. I can't listen to your opinions. I have to listen to God's. You guys, if I had listened to the opinions of other people, my son would be dead. My youngest son would be dead. That is how powerful it is to listen to, to listen to your gut, to listen to that voice of the Lord, to move into that place that he has for you because you have no idea what lies on the other side. And most recently, 
these last few months, if you don't know this about me, four years ago, I went to Africa. And before I went to Africa, everyone was telling me, you know, Natalie, when you go to Africa, it's just, there's the need is overwhelming. I mean, it's just so overwhelming. And people just end up doing nothing because there's just such a great need. And so I began to pray, like, Lord, break my heart for one thing. I don't want to go to Africa and see the needs and then not do anything. So Lord, break my heart for one thing that breaks your heart. And it ended up being the water. And I realized that water was their main source for so many different things, for for deaths, for diseases, for some women were being sold into sex trafficking. Some women were being raped because they were walking by themselves to fetch this dirty water. Hours, they were walking hours to fetch this dirty water by themselves every day. And I realized if I could bring clean water wells to these villages, I could save so many people from deaths, from rape, from sex trafficking, from for women to get a trade and to make money, for women to get an education rather than walking miles to fetch dirty water. I could make a difference. And so instantly the Lord told me, he's like, you're going to build a hundred wells. So I came back from Africa and I wrote it down on my vision board. I'm going to, I'm going to build a hundred wells. Well, these last, you know, couple years, I have been praying, you know, I need a vehicle to do this, you know, and I've, I've, I've done charity runs. I've done, you know, we work with a local organ. We work with an organization called charitywater.org. It's an incredible organization. Um, and I've built a few wells through their, through their organization. I've done, you know, I've done events and held charity, you know, um, fundraisers, but it wasn't enough. And I'm like, Lord, there's gotta be, I need a vehicle. It costs $50,000 to build one well. And I just began to pray. And when you open up your heart and you, and you open up like, okay, I'm, I'm in the land of Egypt, right? I'm in this place of complacency. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable, Lord. But I'm, I'm willing to step out into a place that's not comfortable in order to chase my dreams. And I know that in order to do that, I have to step out of my complacency. I have to step out in faith because that's what it requires in order to do the greater thing. And so long story short, God ended up bringing this incredible opportunity to me about a month and a half ago. And it has already, already been able to provide with two things. One, the income I can see already the potential to build my wells. Number two, the leaders that have rallied around me of this company and were doing campaigns immediately to build wells. But here's the thing. It didn't, it wasn't an opportunity that I was wanting. It wasn't an opportunity that was presented to me that was something that I was looking for. But I had to open up my heart to say, okay, your will, Lord, not mine yours, not mine. And if this is what you're putting in my hands, then I'm going to seize it. I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to run because I want to go into the land that you have promised for me. And if this is the vehicle that you've placed in my hands, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to turn my back to the noise and I'm going to run the race you have for me because it scares me more to miss out than to lose whatever this little thing I have in Egypt, my little level of complacency, my little level of comfort 
this little thing that I'm holding on to, the opinions of other people, the things that people are going to say about me. I don't care about that because this is more important. So I want to encourage you today. Maybe there is something in you that's stirring right now, even as I've been talking, something's stirring in you. Maybe you have been presented with an opportunity. Maybe you have you know, been looking at something that you want to jump into, that you want to step into that's greater than the level that you're at right now. But it scares you. Maybe it scares you of people's opinions. It scares you of what you might lose. It scares, things begin to scare you. Don't let, don't let the fear be greater than what could lie, be lying ahead for you that is greater. Don't hold on to that. Break free from being chained to something that is small and comfortable to step into the thing that is the best and greatest thing that you could step into. And here is the thing that I have learned, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. True friends, true friends, no matter what you pursue, no matter what you do, no matter what God calls you to, true friends, if they see that you're happy, that it is blessing you, that it is increasing you financially, that it is helping you in any capacity, they will be happy for you. And if they're not, they are not your true friends. They are conditional friends. They are conditional friends because true friends will love you, cheer for you, be happy for you, all just because you're happy. So you may have to leave the land of Egypt and leave some of those friends there too. Go and chase your dreams because your dream should be greater than what you leave behind.